0: Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santos. Hi, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. This is Andy Santos. Great to be here, and I have an amazing guest. I have Michael Augsberger. Michael is the founder of CatholicFilmCritics.com, and he's also been a guest on another show of mine. A podcast that some of you are familiar with, Sewing Hope. So, uh, thank you so much, Michael, for being here with us on this Friday night.
1: And thanks for having me again. It's, uh, I'm going for the grand slam of your shows, actually. So, this is the third one, and I got to get one more. So, uh, I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. Because you were also a guest for the foundation that I represent. That's the St. Raymond and Foundation, where we did a video and talked about uh, some of your experiences with faith. So uh, so thanks for being here on Journeys in Faith. So now the name of the show is Journeys in Faith. So you know we have to talk about your faith journey. I would love for you to share with us a little bit about your Catholic faith and uh, just enlighten us about how you became more uh, devoted to your faith?
1: Well, sure. I have to, to thank my mom for all that. Um, she's the one that raised us in the faith. And um, to me, it's, it's more, it's, a, it's, it's almost like being an American, right? It's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing. It's, it's not something that I chose, um, but eventually I chose it. Um, and you choose to embrace it. You choose to say that this is part of your culture and who you are. And, and you do certain things because you do them and because they're right. Um, and, and that marks the week or it marks the day, however you, you choose to go to mass and it marks your morals, um, because it provides the right moral framework that you, that you've chosen. Um, and I was just lucky enough to, uh, to have had it from my beginning, thanks to my mom. So, um, that's my story. And I was, and I was also lucky enough to go to Catholic school, um, all my life for the most part, um, and a Catholic university where, you know, you can walk, you know, down the hallway and, and go to mass in your slippers, which which doesn't uh, hurt very much either. So, um, yeah, it, it's been something I've, I'm I've been glad to embrace uh, as I've gotten older and embrace even more tightly.
0: I remember the story that you said before on our other podcast about uh, going to mass in your slippers at Catholic University. So, it's 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 a nice image for all of us because as parents, we hope that when our kids go off to college, that they will. Uh, remember their faith and remember to get to Mass. So I'm glad that you stuck with your faith and you sure do have a lot to share with us because not only do you have a career in finance and have done so well with that, and we want to hear about that too, uh, and also your being the founder of catholicfilmcritics.com. Why don't we start out with uh, anything else that you want to share about your family life or even about the work that you're doing full-time?
1: Sure. Um, well, I um, I would say that my my family is is very important to me. I mean, I think it's everyone says that, but um, I think that the reason, and I go into this in some of my film reviews too, that the reason for me that you that you choose to do a certain line of work or you choose to do something, um, you choose to go up and, and out every day uh, to leave them in order to come back to them and to um, and 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 to spend the time with them. Um, so you never forget the reason that you do certain things. Um, and that's, that's always been you know very important to me. Um, my family um, grew up on both sides of the Atlantic, right? So my, my mother's side was here in the States. My father was over in Germany and in Europe. And so that's, you know, that's sort of, um, I guess the, the two coasts has, it's a good descriptor of my, of my family life and, and, and what's important to me. Um, so, so that's where that comes from. And, um, and then Catholic Film Critics is, um, is something that, you know, I started out pursuing as, as a passion project, and, and hopefully it will become more than that. Um, but um, yeah, I also, of course, have worked in finance for a while, and uh, that's my background.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I know that you're a busy person, <laughs> and uh, I just commend you for all the great work that you're doing. Um, you know, I always love when we host people, uh, of all ages on this show, but it's, it's really an honor to host people who are um, more in that millennial age bracket because we hear so much that people in your age category, I know you're in your early 30s, uh, aren't quite as devoted to uh, their faith and getting to mass and making the Catholic faith really a part of who they are and wanting to celebrate it. So I just congratulate you that it is so important to you. And I know that's one reason why you've uh, founded uh, Catholic film Critics.com. So tell us more about how that started and how did that love of film and also about being able to look at it with the mind's eye of your faith, because I know that's why you really decided to do this.
1: I grew up, I mean, I think we all watch movies from time to time and some of us take it a little bit more seriously than others. Um, I grew up basically, you know, my, my parents were strictly, we didn't have video games for a while. We weren't, you know. I think some of our my friends were uh, growing up with TVs in their rooms and things like that, and and I kind of would have to sneak around and you know if I wanted to, to, to watch some movies. Um, and I was able to um, finally like you know get some personal space and and sit down and watch movies just one on one, me and the screen. And and I always had the headphones in because I didn't want to miss any lines of dialogue and have people talking and chattering. You know, when you have when you grow up with two babies in the house. Um, you know, that can be a little distracting. So um, that's what led me to really my love of film because I, I wanted to be able to experience it and, and to get all the references, to get the culture, to, get the, to have the maturity to understand all that and to speak the language. And, and what I turned to, I think, first of all, was, was looking at it myself. Um, and second of all, um, using that and discussing it with people who knew more than me and, and reading the reviews. And and the ones that I gravitated toward, and I don't know if it was um, a choice of mine or if it was just what was available, but Roger Ebert's reviews at the the Chicago Sun Times were all always available online for free. So I would I would read them, and and Roger Ebert is, is a Catholic, and he has not only was he Catholic, but he um, he grew up very, um, entrenched in the faith. I mean, he was an altar boy. He has all those experiences and he's able to look at it, um, look at film through a critical lens, um, but also with that Catholic upbringing. And, and I really gravitated toward his reviews because he wrote for, for, for popular, um, newspapers and he wrote with that populist view and he also had the Catholic background. So, um, that's, what really led me into my love of film criticism, and I was also at film school, and and I realized you know I didn't really love all the, the technical things. I didn't love being behind the camera I like being in front of the camera like you, um, and and I like writing about film. So while I do think that I would be a, a good director, and I think I could I can give out orders and bark them out pretty well, um, I didn't love all the technical aspects of it. So that's why I got into film writing. And, um, and I think I found my place there.
0: Well, based on my own review of your website and your writing, I think you are one that is very introspective and you do have that, um, the, the, the real proper critique of a film, especially in the light of faith. And we don't have that much of that these days, right? I mean, not many people look at a film in light of their Catholic or Christian faith, to be able to see, like, what is this saying to me about what I believe, right? Is it saying something to me about my faith, even if it isn't a, quote, like, Catholic or Christian film? Uh, Can you talk about that a little bit? Because, you know, there's a lot of secular films that also have a great message that can uh, enrich people's lives.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think for me, it's enough to to have my background and to have, uh, I have a certain moral system. And what I believe is right and wrong, and that's that's foreign-based from the church, right? So uh, I think bringing that to the table. Once I look at a film and evaluate it on its artistic merits, my um, my backgrounds and my faith can't help but be can't help but influence that. It's going to be instrumental in that, and um, and I, I there's no way that you can separate that. If you're, I think that if you're doing good writing, it comes from within. It comes from deep. It's very personal, and and you don't want to extrapolate the two. You don't want to separate the two. Um, some people would say, you know, that's how you should go to the voters' booth as well. Um, I think that's true, and uh, I think it's definitely true when you're you know when you're voting with your uh, with your ballot on films. Um, you don't have to shy away from from what you believe is right because there's there are there are many critics out there, and they're all going to have their own personal takes on things, and um, and people will gravitate toward. Uh, those that are most like them, or who, or who think, uh, who make them think the most, and, um, and and that, you know, if your backgrounds are similar to your readers, or even if they're not, as long as you're getting them to think and to notice things and to question, um, then then that's a good thing, and you've done your job.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, so, if people are watching or listening right now on podcast. Please do to go to CatholicFilmCritics.com. I'm noticing that you have a real list there of of critics too. Uh, I'll just name a few, John Anderson, yourself, Sister Helena Burns, FSP, Frank Frost, Lisa Hendy, and I know she's from Catholic Mom, where I'm a writer too, Uh, Carl Kozlowski, uh, Vince Kuna, CSC, Dr. Richard Leonard, SJ. I mean, talk about some of the people that you've worked with in this uh, project that you're doing.
1: Very lucky to work with great writers from all over the world. So we have four Australian critics. You mentioned Richard Leonard. He runs the entire Australian office for Catholic broadcasting. And um, he's got a number of writers with him. Peter Sheehan is the president of uh, Australian Catholic University. Uh, Peter Malone has been writing for decades. He's got something close to 15,000 reviews out there. And uh, Calum Ryan is a young guy like myself who's already served um, on juries in, in different film uh, festivals like in uh, Berlin. So, um, so they're very strong. And um, we have a, 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 a gamut of writers that run from, from very conservative Catholics to more liberal Catholics. And, and I think that that, that breadth is what makes us very strong. Because if you want to have, have a look at a film in um, a very strictly moral sense, then you've got Catholic News Service, right, and their writers – who, who don't just look at it from a strictly moral sense. They also have a great grasp of the art, uh, of the artfulness of a film. And they're able to write very well about that. Like John Mulderic, who actually runs that office and is the most prolific writer on our, on our, um, on our roster. Um, and then you have um, someone like, like John Anderson that you mentioned who writes for the, the Wall Street Journal. And so he can write um, very simply, a very secular review um, in the journal, and then turn and write for America, um, the Jesuit magazine, which is also was very Catholic uh, spin on it. So um, and and his eye for things is 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 very perceptive. So um, we're, we're very proud of all the people who have chosen to join us. And and what we do basically is is just try to promote their writing as much as we can. We direct traffic toward their own publications wherever they are. And, um, and try to get them more eyeballs and, and try to, um, to band together the Catholic writers so that you have one place you can go to to see, okay, there's a, there's a film that has um, a, maybe a, a controversial issue for Catholics, and you want to know what Catholics think about it. Well, you've got 15 or 20 writers writing about the same film. You've got someone looking at it from a very moralistic view. You have someone looking at it from an artistic view you've got people who are in the middle um, and who want to incorporate both things. Uh, and and that's what makes us very strong.
0: I'm sure that you yourself have, have learned so much about this whole process. Um, so when did you start, Michael? When did this, um, you know, whole project begin for you?
1: This was, um, I would say it's probably an epidemic project, right? It was, it was something that I've, I've been writing reviews for a long time. And I think around the time of the epidemic started, Um, I I started to look around for um, Catholic film critic circles uh, because every city, every major city has a film critic circle where all the professional writers will band together and select uh, the best films of the year. And they also um, help each other in terms of their careers and and they they build each other up and there's a a sense of community there, a professional circle. Um, And, and not only do cities have them, but also um, different groups, um, dif- different ethnic groups, different religious groups. They'll also have uh, a film critic circle. And and the Catholics um, didn't necessarily have something that uh, that fit that mold exactly. There were a, a couple of different things out there, um, and, and I saw an opportunity where we could bring them together, all those disparate groups, and... And figure out a way for them to um, to have one place where they can showcase their reviews also get eyeballs on their current publications and where we can award what we think are the best films of the year and also promote our own um, you know, professional development as it were so everyone on there is a, is a professional critic they're they're writing in a very like in a very artistic uh from an artistic viewpoint uh they're evaluating things uh very critically and are steeped in, in, um, in film knowledge, and yet they're also Catholic and they have those values, uh, whether they're in the background or whether they're explicit about them in their own writing. And um, and, and that is, is where it started, and um, in about a couple of months, we've put together about 20 writers and going strong now.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm grateful also to a former guest who was on Journeys in Faith and also the Sewing Home Podcast and a friend of yours too, Sister Nancy Usselman of the Pauline Sisters. She was the one that kind of connected us and, uh, and, and I actually I think it was Lisa Handy as well that, all, that was a common connection for, for us. So uh, I'm, I'm so grateful that they uh, you know, brought us together so that you can share your gifts with everyone. I love your website because not only do you talk about the actual critics, you have reviews, uh, awards, top ten, mentorship, and you know, of course, you're join and contact. What is the idea of the mentorship on your website?
1: That comes from uh, a lot of other film critic circles uh, that are location based, right? So when I was starting out writing, and and even currently. Uh, I'm in touch with one of the writers of the Philadelphia Film Critic Circle, uh, Stephen Silver, who was you know, instrumental in kind of getting me, getting my feet wet and um, putting me in touch with different people in order to, um, to further my career and, and my writing ability. So I wanted to offer that as part of what our critic Circle is going to become. And so there are a number of Catholic universities that have um, student newspapers or even Catholic high schools. Uh, even I remember back in the day, we would have film reviews published uh, every month, every week in our student paper. And, and any of those kids, uh, you know, young adults, students who want to, um, who want, who are Catholic, who um, who have the Catholic moral backgrounds, and, um, and and want someone to take them under their wing and show them uh, what professional writing is, then that's what that's for. And we're very proud of it. Um, the The writers were uh, very; um, they were encouraging um, when they heard about it, and um, everyone's happy to to do it. So um, I'm very proud of that.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. We have a lot more to talk about. Uh, it is time for us to take a short commercial break. So we will see all of you in just a few minutes here on Journeys in Faith. Hi, my name is Ann DeSantis and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatus.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. The first Tuesday of every month at 8 o'clock we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatus on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast, the last Thursday of every month. That's also at 8 o'clock Eastern time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon, so hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us, with our spiritual moderator. All you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment so we'd love to connect with you please share this video and let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis thank you Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. When I was young, in the 1950s, I attended Catholic Grammar School and I memorized the Baltimore Catechism. In fact, I think I got an A on all of my tests. Um, I faithfully attended Mass each week, not because I wanted to, but because I was afraid if I didn't, I would suffer eternal damnation. I followed all the rules. I followed my Catholic faith um, faithfully, but it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine.
1: I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith and I was attending this, but. I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broken in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have?
0: Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit a
1: courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game
0: Work, and i tell him what is going on with me and he's like oh okay and i'm like no 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 i think this is like some sort of miracle dude and he's like okay you know of course but i'll believe it when i see it honey you've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that and i'm you know he his big line to me is you shouldn't say things (laughs) because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice, the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So, in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist, or not. Welcome back here to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday night with my amazing guest, Michael Augsberger. He's right from my area here, right in the greater Philadelphia area. So it's, it's awesome to have you here with us, Michael And Michael is the founder of CatholicFilmCritics.com. So we were talking a lot about that on the first half. Uh, So please do continue, Michael. Tell us more about uh, what is it like for you working with uh, all these wonderful film critics, watching these great movies, and also being able to communicate with the public uh, your opinion and the opinions of others about uh, maybe some secular movies that are out there, but being able to look at it with sort of the eyes of faith.
1: Yeah, it's it really is a, a privilege to be able to work with some of the, the writers that we have. I mean, they've been they've been doing it for a lot longer than I have, right? And um, they they know what they're doing. I mean, we've we've got someone who's written a book about film criticism, how to critique a, a film, and that's Peter Malone um, in Australia. So, um, I mean, to learn from them has been has been amazing, and and to see their their passion for it, to see the discussion that it drives, I mean, that's that's why we created it, right? So that we could come together and have, have um, people with similar viewpoints, but, but different enough. Um, I should say similar faith backgrounds, but different enough experiences and, and, and thoughts on things and, and, and things that strike them in films. Um, that's how I always say, I mean, if you want to write a, you know, a good review, what strikes you about the film? And I'm lucky to be able to put that in writing and, and have it be broadcast out to people, right? Because, I mean, what I see in a movie, um, that's, that's based on what, you know, all the experiences that I've had and, and what is it, what, what kind of memories does it jar up for you know, in my past and, and how does it affect me? That's going to be different from how it affects you, how it affects anyone uh, of, of your, your uh, viewers out there. So um, that's, that's what really is the privilege to be able to, to put that out and to have the ink printed, as it were. And, um, and, and that's, that's why it's fun.
0: Yeah, it does sound like so much fun. And I know we've had some other conversations, even aside from shows, about uh, how it's affected your life. Uh, now, since you are here on this network, it's called Fiat Ministry Network. And I do want to invite people who are watching to like this page and please to subscribe to Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry, our, our partnering networks there. Um, I'm sure that it has also enhanced your faith watching these movies because you're looking at it through the eyes of your Catholic faith. Um, can you think of some movies over, you know, over your lifetime that have made like a major impact on your own faith life?
1: Oh, well, um, I don't think that you can even start talking about it without bringing up the passion. Um, that is, that's why that film exists, right? It's, um. You know, if you don't know the story of, of Jesus, then you can get lost in it, right? Because it, it, does, it just drops you in and it doesn't explain things. It, you, you know the story. And, and I think, to me, like, I respond well to a film like that where, you know, you don't, you're not necessarily given all the, um, the, the, the general dialogue that gives you the, uh, the background um, exposition it's, it's more about the action and, and what it would really be like being there. And um, that really stood out to me because I, I remember one moment where um, Jesus meets his mother and, and the way that that was presented in, in that movie. Um, you know, I've been to Stations of the Cross. I, I can't tell you how many times we would do it every Friday like as a baseball team in high school, as whatever athletic team um, every Friday in grade school. And, you know, you go through that station and it's just, you know, it's just another station sometimes, right? You do it so often, you kind of reel it off, just like in Our Father or Hail Mary, without thinking about it. But when you see it presented that way, um, and, and you're, you're made to think, you know, what would it be like to meet your own mother on that road, right? And, and that's where it really gets you in when, when, when you're able to feel it and you're able to, when it makes you think about your own life and, and how you would experience it in that moment, then you can really empathize with with Jesus, and and that's how you have a stronger um, devotion to to what He did for us.
0: Now, thank you for bringing up the Passion because it came out, I think, in two thousand five. I believe was it two thousand five? Mel Gibson, yeah. yeah. And I remember it was just such the the most um, profound movie for so many of us. Um, I have to admit when I watched it, I wasn't able to keep my eyes open for part of it because it was just too hard to watch, um, you know, what was happening to our Lord. But, um, yeah, it it all works for the good though, to draw us in, doesn't it? Are there any other films that you can think of that have made like a very profound impact on your Catholic faith?
1: Another one that it's, and this one's not explicitly about Catholic faith, um, this one does have religion as one of its um, main themes and it's chariots of fire. Um, the one best picture. And it was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm an athlete. I love the running story. I get emotional at the Olympics. I think the patriotism of it and the, you know, the goal of striving for your best in an athletic pursuit. Um, that really hits me home. And, um, but the, the message in that is to, to stand up for what you believe in. Um, where you have um, Eric Little, who firmly believes he's not supposed to run on Sunday. And it doesn't matter whether you think that that's that's right or wrong. I I mean, the World Cup final is always on a Sunday, and NFL athletes are playing on Sunday all the time, and there's tons of Catholics out there. We don't really think about that anymore as being against God's law. But that's what Eric Little believes in 1924. And to see him stand up to his king and, uh, or as Future King at least, and those are the best scenes in the movie to me. And um, that's always been inspirational. And, and of course, when you, when you talk about great films, you have to talk about great soundtracks and, uh, and the music in that is, is incredible.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, that is a movie that I actually saw in, in, the, in the, the theaters and I was in high school and I do remember that movie and it did have a profound impact on me so thank you for bringing that one up. Um, now, we also talked about the fact that you are a, a millennial. <laughs> yeah. um, you're you're in your 30s. And, um, you know, it's a fact that some people within your age bracket are not really uh, engaging in their Catholic faith as much as maybe some other age groups, especially older ones, right? Um, what advice might you have to people your age? And maybe even how can... Films, good good films, really help to bring them back in.
1: I don't know. You you're more savvy in social media than I am, so <laughs> you might be able to speak to my generation better. I mean, I'm I'm still stuck in the written word over here. Um, but I, I think um, you know when when you look at at films today, um, th- there has to be a balance between striking. Uh, you have to strike the balance between. Uh, What's going on in real life and documenting it right and also documenting a a true like a good moral sense and and that's that's where things that's that's where things are are difficult now and um, And I guess I would say to to people who are my age to to be able to Evaluate it um, to be careful about evaluating things like that Um, Just for an example. I mean, it's it's almost taken as a given right um that in in films these days like the next logical step in a relationship is to move in together things like that right and 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 to be able to to take that out and to parse it but also to say okay well if that's really what's happening out there you know maybe maybe it has to be documented and you have to document real life but you also have to cast a critical eye on it from a moral perspective um and and even from a filmmaking perspective or, uh, or an ethical perspective in, in terms of what does it do for the narrative? How does it hurt it? Um, to be able to, to look at things like that with a critical eye in terms of how it affects the characters and how it affects the narrative, um, that's important. And uh, that's what I would, what I would ask of, of young people now is to say, you know, is this really good? Yes, it documents real life, but does it, is, it, is it really good for us? And, um, and, and that's what I would ask people to do, just to take a step back and, and ask that question.
0: Yeah, I think that's, it's very important because uh, many people, and I don't think just your age, but many people watch movies for one reason and one reason only, and that's just entertainment. And they're not thinking about, is this making me a better person? Is what I'm watching enriching my life so that I can go out and be who God made me to be, right? And so when you think about it that way, it's much different than just sitting uh, on your sofa with a beer or with a drink and just relaxing and and not really thinking about what this movie is doing to your soul, right? So So I think that's amazing that you're doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you. I mean, over time, you know, it, it's sort of re- repeated exposure to it, right? I mean, the more that you sit through something that that tells you this is what this is what's proper, this is what happens, this is what the world is like now, you start to believe it, right? Because you, all you have is your your experience, your own experience. You don't know what everyone else is doing out there. Um, so yeah, it's good to keep a critical eye on things. I mean, sometimes you just want escapism, right? Sometimes you just want to you just want to have the beer and you want and you don't want to have to think too hard about things. And there are good films for that. Um, but anything that is going to cause you to, to think a little bit more critically is, is going to be more worthwhile.
0: Yeah, good points. Good points. Another part on your website is a part that says join us. And I thought you could just uh, talk about that because you mentioned that writers, presenters, critics, uh, you know, are people that can join you in what you're doing.
1: Yeah, there is... Um, there are a lot of, of, of writers out there who write from mainstream media who are Catholic, and, and that's who we want to be with us. Um, we have a, a core group of, of writers right now, and um, you know, anyone who um, shows the values that, that, that we have as our cornerstones, um, I've reached out to. Uh, anyone that I, anyone who's referred to me, anyone who um, who is interested in, 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 in doing that, and um, and a lot of the time, it's it's people who may may or may not be Catholic. Uh, they just happen to write in that in that certain um, in that vein, uh, with those morals um, as their backbone, and um, yeah, we're always open to evaluating whether or not someone's you know, professional writing is um, is. What we're looking for, and so you know, if that's something that you like to do, or if it's something that you you know that you maybe you haven't done in the past, but you would like to get started on it, um, you know, we have again, we have the mentorships, we have uh, writers who are willing to take time to to uh, try to get you um, you know involved in it if you like, and um, and find avenues for you to to um, to find an audience.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, and and I, I know we were going to take some time to talk about some fairly recent films that y- you, you've done some reviews on. Uh, one of them, I believe, is Little Women. So I thought you could talk about that with us because that book came out way long ago, but then uh, the movie was maybe, what, a couple of years ago, I think, or within the last year and a half.
1: Just last year in the um in the academy awards race at the end of the year so right. it was uh, it, it was very well received Greta Gerwig an amazing job directing it she was on my list of best director nominees um, and what was good about it and what it, why it was made again is that it contributed more to the conversation uh, today Whereas in '94 there was another version by Gillian Anderson, and that's the that's the one that kind of stands out in people's minds as the gold standard. Um, and and Gerwig added to that. She wanted to present more of a of a feminist version of it. Um, she, um, geniusly, I would add, you know, played around with the the timeline, um, doing flashback. And and the reason for that was important. She wanted to make things more immediate. And um, and and the lighting showed that, and and the ways that the uh, the daughters interacted with one another and what they're striving for, she focused on more um, than than what had been uh, focused on in the past. And so what what led me to to, to really be touched by it um, was that she it, it wasn't as um, militantly feminist as a lot of people made it out to be. Um, I think that she wanted. make the statement that whatever a woman chooses uh, whether that is a career or whether that's being a wife and a mother or whether it's um, being a religious anything um, as long as it's her choice then then she should be applauded for that and should be supported for that and and again when you apply that to any situation um, you know there are certain things that yeah we think okay um, maybe maybe not everything should be a person's choice when it comes to abortion but when it exactly. comes to career, when it comes to that, um, then that should be applauded. And, and the fact that she did that for Meg as well as for Joe, the two sisters who chose vastly different paths, um, is something to be commended. And to do it that artistically and to do it with such great music and great um, editing um, was was very um, was very good. And I would say her closing shot at the end makes a statement. And I won't go into, I don't like to, to spoil things, but my take on it was different from a lot of other critics, I would say, because yes, it does show her, um, her embracing her career. Um, but it also, I thought, it relegated her love uh, and, and her marriage and her, her love for her um, for her man. And, um, and I don't think that that's necessarily, should take a back seat. I think they should be held up... Um, I think love is the reason that we do the things that we do. We have a career that we try to, that we try to be successful. And, um, you know, we're all called to, to love. So, uh, that shouldn't, it's not something we should shy away from.
0: Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, and, and, you know, part of who we are is vocation, right? I mean, it's, that's the calling. So now thanks for sharing about little women. Another one that you mentioned to me is one I think called the marriage project. Marriage story. The marriage story? Yeah. So please do, sorry. Uh yeah. please do talk about that one.
1: Marriage Story, I thought was the best film of the year last year. And I mean I love Parasite. It won Best Picture. I was supportive of that. But to me, marriage story spoke the most. And and it's because um it is at least in my background, right? It, what God has joined, no man should put asunder, right? So um, to tear apart a life that's been joined like that, uh, it takes a you know, an otherworldly effort and, and for good reason, right. Any, any, any divorce situation like that, you know, because you, um, you know, you run the foundation for, for, for the, the, um, the adult victims of, of divorce back when they were children. So, um, so you know more than most, um, how that can affect families. And, and, and I do too, as a, as a child of, of, uh, of a divorce. So, um, I think that the reason it was so good is that the director, uh, Noah Baumbach, did not pick sides. He, he projected each side equally. Everyone has their own spin on things and everyone believes they're in the right. And they, and they both care for each other. And you can see that's palpable in the film. And, uh, and it was a very personal statement from him because he's also um, a child of divorce and he's gone through divorce. So, so he's been on it from all sides. He's, he's made a study of it in his uh, filmmaking efforts, even in the past. And um, and I've, I thought it was the best of the year.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing. I think, was there one more that you wanted to talk about?
1: Oh, just if we're going through last year's Academy Award winners, and you, you really can't um, ignore 1917, uh, just because it was so, it made such a splash, right? It's it's artistically, technically, um, very laudable, right? It's, it's done so that it looks like it's in one shot. Um, of course, that's a little bit of, of movie-making magic. It can't exactly be one shot, but it almost is. And, um, and I, again, I gave it four stars. I thought it was very good. Um, but it was also lacking, I thought, in, in terms of character and in terms of story. It was very one-track minded. Um, and a lot of people said that it looked like a video game, just from the way it was shot and the way that it focused solely on, on what the characters were doing without much opportunity to, to develop character. I called it a dance. It was a very visually tantalizing dance, but it wasn't any deeper. Um, and, and another thing is that I, I went to go see it with my brother, um, and the story is about uh, a young private trying to save his brother. And, and so right there sitting next to me is my own, and and I wasn't made to feel um what the character is trying to accomplish because of the style of the movie. Um, and so while, yes, it was, it, it's, it's very admirable, um, difficulty doesn't inspire all though.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing. It's, it's so good to talk about those recent films and I just wanna encourage people to go to catholicfilmcritics.com and read some of his awesome um, critics of these movies and also all of the other people who are working with Michael Uh, on that site and doing such fabulous work Um, Just kind of backtracking a little bit when we talk about movies that help to make us better people make us really uh, Make faith a bigger part of who we are. I mean you said the passion of the Christ Is there any other movie if somebody's watching right now and thinking, you know, I want to watch a movie That's gonna make me be the best version of myself and live out the virtues. Is there anything else that you can mention that could help them?
1: Mm. Well, that is, that is a tough one. Um, something that will make them live up to, um, to their values. Um, mm.
0: Well, I, mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. So <laughs> if you can't think of one, don't worry. I'm sure that maybe uh, keep an eye on social media or something. Maybe we can think about it for later on. But if you think about it, I just thought, you know, all of us want to want to watch something. I think at some point, maybe we want to watch movies that kind of just are there for entertainment. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that sometimes. But when you can watch something that really will help to um, go in a better direction in your life and put God first and see the good and maybe also see the evil, but be able to choose uh, what's good over what's not good. For our lives. So,
1: one thing that comes to mind now that you gave me a few moments. Uh-huh.
0: Sure, <laughs> I figured I,
1: it uh, was... Is a, a witness, and that's okay. Peter Weir is a is a, one of my favorite directors. 1985. Um, of course, it's about Philadelphia and it's about the Amish where I grew up, so I'm partial to it. But um, you know, you have your cynical cop that goes out and has to live in the Amish world, and he's you know he's got to finally like work with his hands, and and um, it's about doing the right thing. It's about respecting. Um, you know what other people do, and uh, and he probably goes, you know, back to his job, thinking, um, you know, inspired by that, and, and by their faith and by their their um, communal work ethic. And so I, I think that that's a that would be a good film if you're looking for something.
0: Okay, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, now, how about somebody who uh, is is watching and thinking that they would like to get more involved in writing? Uh, any advice to upcoming journalists? Uh, of, of how they can, you know, make the best of what they're doing, and maybe go on their own like you have. I mean, you've you've developed this website by yourself, and and really it has uh, snowballed into something really wonderful.
1: Well, thank you. I I think that it's it's about making connections, right? And that, that's one of the reasons why I started in the first place. I wanted to make the, the connections. That's how I met you. I, I wanted to meet people who who are um, who are Catholic and who have done something about it, right? Who have, um, who have made a splash in the writing world. And, and if, if I'm going to count myself among them, right, then I've got to introduce myself. I've got to know them, right? So, so really, I mean, if, if, if someone's trying to be up and coming and, and, and get into it, it's about reaching out, sending things as, as much as you can, um, and, and working on the craft, right? You have to read. You have to, you have to read what you want to be like. Um, you know, if, if you're reading novels that are that are escapist and um, you know aren't necessarily um, the most stylistic, then then that's what you're going to write like. But um, I I grew up reading Roger Eben. so is it any you know coincidence that I try to emulate his style, or at least you know try to? I'm not saying that I'm like him, um, but that's what I that's what I aspire to be. That's what that's what I admire. You know, I if I want to pick a writer that I want to be like, it would be um, you know, a novelist, it would be uh, Fitzgerald, right? Because I love the Great Gatsby. I love the way it's written. It's it's written in the way that I, I wish that I could think. So I, I just admire the way that it's it's on the page. And um, so that's what I would say. You know, read the ones that you love the most. Um, the magazine writer that I love the most is William Langewiesche. He's got you know German backgrounds and he's very confident and he takes your hand and he and he carries you through stories. Um, and I love his style. And so, you know, read what you want to emulate and what you want to be like. That's what I would say.
0: Oh no, that's, that's really, really good advice. Um, so thank you. Now we're headed toward the end of the show. Um, I wondered if you wanted to share anything about upcoming events or things that people can take a look at or out for the future for catholicfilmcritics.com or any kind of call to action that you want to mention.
1: So our awards are going to be given out yearly, and that's no surprise, but we're going to be matching uh, the Academy and and most of the the film world's new schedule for this year because of the pandemic. So uh, normally we would be coming out with our awards in December, first week of January or so. Um, The deadline that the Academy has set now is the end of February of next year. So our awards won't be coming out until uh, right about then. That's what I would say to keep an eye on, because we're going to be debating and, and presenting what we think are the best films of the year. And you're going to get 20 different opinions on that, all from Catholic people. But, but even even from, from people who have the same religious background, there's going to be a lot of disagreement. And that's what's going to be fun. Um, and, and we'll see what writer um, is most similar to what your views are.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So did they go to, the, to your website to keep an eye on that, on awards? Yep. That right would be? The website.
1: They have, we have a, a button right on the front page that, that says awards and you'll be able to track it all right from there.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts? Because we are going to be ending. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh,
1: you know, I love uh, being with you, Anne. So thank you for inviting me again. And uh, we'll have to do, to do dinner again with your family. So next time we'll be faster about the check. Take <laughs> that
0: yeah, that'd be great. That, that would be great. Thank you, Michael. Uh, now, I do want to mention to our viewers that uh, there is an opportunity to watch another show with Michael Augsburger. It's called Five Minutes of Faith. It's on patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. It's just a five-minute show, but Michael will be talking about three ways that you can become a better film critic, critic to enhance your faith. So you would just need to go to that site. And up on our screen now is the Patreon site. Now, you saw a commercial during the show, too. There's a wonderful opportunity for you to be a member of Patreon, Patchwork Heart Ministry. Uh, it is called Discover Your Mission. It's bringing a, basically a church ministry, a church mission as a download right to your phone or your laptop for you to enjoy at any time. So it's a, it's a wonderful program through Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. Again, Michael, I thank you so much for joining me here on Journeys in Faith.
1: Always love being with you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. And we'll see everyone next Friday night at 8.30 p.m. here on Fiat Ministry Network. God bless. Journeys Journeys of Faith is a a production of Fiat Fiat Ministry Ministry Network Network and Patchwork Patchwork Heart 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 Ministry. Ministry. For more more information about about Journeys journeys of Faith, faith, email email info info
1: at fiatministrynetwork.tv.
0: and be, and be sure, sure to friend, friend, follow, and like and us like on, on social, social media. Just, Just search journeys, journeys in Faith, faith with, with Anne Santos.